0: Welcome to the SF Weekly Podcast. I am Nick Veronin, your editor in exile, and I am joined once again by Kevin The Flash Hume. How's it going, Kevin?
1: Good. I actually used my flash recently. <laughs>
0: yes, but that's not why I'm calling you The Flash. We'll get to that in just a second. This morning, I was editing a story about the upcoming 710 holiday. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No, 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 no no 710 okay so 710 as i understand it it's kind of like that thing that boys did with calculators back in junior high you like tell this big long story about a woman who goes through all these trials and tribulations and you add the numbers up each time you come to a number and you subtract the numbers up when you come to a number. And then at the end, you turn the calculator upside down. And it says, <laughs> what does it say, Kevin?
1: It says boobs, right?
0: <laughs> it says, or boob, boobless sometimes. I, okay, say, I do remember boobs that. Or one. Boobless. Yeah. Real mature. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, um, 710 if you flip that upside down on a calculator it kind of looks like the word oil oh. um and so this is the name of the highest hallmark holiday 420 wasn't enough for the cannabis industry 420 was kind of an organic no pun intended holiday that you know dates back to possibly probably some dudes up in Marin county um but the waldos if i recall um hmm. there's a there's a Lagunitas beer dedicated to it. Anyway, um, in a true sign of capitalistic of its capitalistic aspirations, the cannabis industry now has 710, its second official holiday to sell you things. And this is the day that they sell you, uh, they give you all the deals on hash, rosin, resin, and other kinds of potent, waxy, oily pot juices mm. that you use to dab. yeah. You ever done a dab? Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't <laughs> like it. I don't I, like I'm, it. I'm, I'm too scared, man. I it's, I, it's too much, man.
0: Yeah. So, well, okay. So, so that's the, that's the, that's the, so we got a story about that coming up and, and I encourage you all to read it, uh, next week's issue. Uh, not, not the week, not the issue that's currently on stands, but next Thursday, um, we will have an issue about seven ten day about oil day and, um, our, uh, are great and a wise cannabis writer and also a writer of all kinds of other topics uh, Veronica Irwin will, uh will break it down. Why maybe you sh- don't have to be so worried. She says it was like very intimidating back in the day because right. Like, I don't know how long ago you did this. The first time I saw this was probably like 2000 early 2010s. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's like a bong, yes. but you, you take a torch or yep. what I would call, a crack torch. Right. (laughs) And you would, you like, you like heat this, they call it a nail. Yeah. um, To super till like the one that I saw was actually, I think sometimes they're, they're glass now, but like, um, the one I saw was like metal and it was like actually Mm -hmm. glowing red hot. Yep. Yep. And then you like drop a little bit of oil and, and, and I was like, no thanks. I'm not going to try that. I, (laughs) I, my, my weed smoking days were already pretty well in the rear view at that point. And like, I Mm -hmm. could do, I could do like the pot that my friend grows in his garden and be Mm -hmm. cool. But like, I'm not trying to, not trying to do the science machine weed. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a little out there for me, but a a certain someone close to me who I will not mention, uh, they know who they are. Um, (laughs) They had a pretty massive setup with a blowtorch that lived in the, in the house for quite some time while while using said nail uh situation and i would partake every once in a while but man it just became way too like i could just i couldn't control it there was a couple times where i ended up getting so high that I yacked and that was not fun. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. like one time I literally was like so high that I was just like riding a wave. I like closed my eyes. I was like, I just need to ride out, man. I just need to ride out. And I, I did not make it. So, uh, nope, nope. Don't do that no more.
0: Yeah. Anyway, the, the point is I think things have come a little bit further and, and point taken what Veronica says is like, you know, if you're going to do it with the dab rig, you know, y- you should maybe do it with someone else who kind of knows what they're doing. They can teach you the ropes, but like people make mistakes. Like they heat the nail up too hot. It doesn't need to be super hot. Otherwise you're not actually vaporizing it. You're like combusting it. Okay. Um, so then you get smoke, not vapor. Um, plus it's super hot Yeah, and, and all these other things. And, 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 you know, she makes the point and I trust her. She knows what she's talking about. You know, using those pens is kind of like dabbing. I mean, it's just like an oil that gets heated up. It's yeah. not as intense looking. It's not mm-hmm. as crazy of a process to, to behold, but it's basically the same thing. And I always enjoy reading articles like that because I, I come out of it, not necessarily wanting to be a, a big smoker toker anymore, but like I, I learned something and um, I have more perspective on the cannabis industry. But uh, I called you the flash, not because you take flash <laughs> photography very well, as well as um, a photography without a flash, and maybe which is flash fill, which is when you use the flash during the daytime, guys. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sometimes you got to use the flash during the daytime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sprinter Shikari Richardson, hope I'm saying your first name right, um, Ms. Richardson, is apparently. On a one month suspension and won't be able to compete in the 2021 Olympics because she had some damn THC in her system.
1: Yep. And I'm just like, technically still the Tokyo 2020 Olympics.
0: I'm just like, come on. Yeah. We really, we're still doing that? Like, I know. So professional sports are starting to back away from that, right? Like, I think, like.
1: I don't know, man. Um, I feel like. I feel like the Olympics is still considered this like pure thing. Yeah, um, didn't that's what uh, I think it is too. Didn't Michael Phelps get like a ton of backlash a couple like maybe yeah he years might've. ago for smoking pot for anxiety after the twenty sixteen Olympics or something like that?
0: Yeah, I, I can't like-
1: exactly remember, but I just know that he got a lot of flack for it.
0: This, that's what I was thinking too. Like it must be because the Olympics is kind of like the thing that gets put on the Wheaties boxes. <laughs> like, like okay, like maybe, maybe a lot of people realize at this point that pot's really not that bad. But like you still don't want like the kids looking up – like knowing about it and looking up to these people. But then like here's a solution. Don't test adults <laughs> discerning a highly successful, competent, at the top of their field – adult athletes for pot and then the kids won't find out because like that's like people don't you know then it's not like they're, they're responsible they're not well maybe not ryan lochte right but like <laughs> dude we 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 re-watched we, we, we uh 30 rock and yes. ryan lochte was yeah. a joke the he was a joke idiot. about himself the
1: sex idiot it's one of my yeah. favorite things
0: yeah uh, <laughs> i heard that he was actually trying to make a comeback um, I
1: I think I read that too, but we're yeah, beside the, the point, man. That the fact that we're still on, like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it just irritates me because, like, like weed is not going to enhance your performance in almost anything except maybe music. Um,
0: <laughs> and maybe you know, snowboard snowboarding.
1: I don't know about that. Maybe I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I feel like any sport you have to have some form of awareness you know and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know like not that a time not that you can't be aware when you're smoking but like come on we all know that when you're stoned you're kind of a little out of it you know maybe not
0: yeah maybe not maybe definitely not after like an a too too big of a dab hit
1: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) don't Don't hit the dabs and then hit the slopes. That's not a good call. Uh, Oh, yeah. But no, like seriously, like she's a 21-year-old track and field star, uh, you know, was going to go and maybe get her name in, you know, in the record books. Yeah, at the, the fucking Olympics. That only happens every four years or 5 when there's a fucking global a pandemic? A global pandemic. Um, <laughs> you know, like it I think I read an article that said that, you know, her her mother recently passed away and she uh, first off, estranged mother and second off, she found out from an in, during an interview from a reporter.
0: Oh, like, that's the best way to find out that your uh, yeah, estranged mother's like, dead. Who, Jeez, Louise.
1: Who wouldn't mess be messed up after finding out the death of a parent, no matter what your relationship in that way, of just course, also, yeah. of yeah. course you're going to go and do something like, maybe take it, maybe take a, the
0: other thing is like, like alcohol is, um, I'm not going to get on the, like it's worst thing because like, I don't know, that's been beaten to death, but it's yeah. like, but like if, you know, you're an adult and you want to have some kind of mind altering experience to help you unwind at the end of the day. Um, and you're also an athlete, like, I believe that you know beer and wine and like that's not the thing you want to turn to. Like you're gonna wake up with you're gonna wake up hangover. Yep. You know, um, it's it's a poison. Uh, THC is not like a poison. So I mean, it's. yeah, I mean it just it, and lots of athletes. I think that's part of the reason they do pot. Like, I mean, yeah, it helps like, with aches and pains. It helps take the edge off. They don't have a hangover the next day. It doesn't mm-hmm. if they can control their munchies. They're not putting on empty calories like you do with beer and wine and yeah, vegan, uh, spirits. Um, you know,
1: I don't know. It's just really Makes disappointing, sense. like the fact that this this event in her life happened so close to the Olympics, and she's being. Unfair. I mean, whatever. It's it's a punishment, unfair or fair, whatever. I mean, she violated some agreement that we had that the U.S. team has. Yeah, but I mean, if she if she had twisted her, for, yeah,
0: if she had twisted her ankle and gotten like a Vicodin, she would in but from the doctor would have been fine. If she, uh, you know, if she has ever been diagnosed with ADHD and she takes amphetamines, that's fine. Um, I I mean, there's a controversy about that. Like, I think a lot like a very high percentage of (laughs) Olympic athletes happen to have ADD, which, you know, like I'm not I'm not trying to be cynical here. Like, you know, maybe they do. But like, you know, also (laughs) they get to take Adderall and then like kind of maybe they get a little boost. Um, But like, yeah, like, I mean, it's just a little bit of
1: pot, guys. I know it's just crazy. I mean, it it just speaks also to the fact that a lot of the United States is legalizing it. And I still feel like a lot of the world hasn't come around on that. So maybe that mm-hmm. also is a factor. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's been demonized for so long. Um, and I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not like a big smoker. I'm not here defending it because I like need to toke up. I mean, I live in California, so I can. Yeah. I'm just saying like, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, um, speaking of, if it is a performance enhancing drug, In any, I, I, I said this, you, you, you doubted me, but snowboarding was one skateboarding, skateboarding is going to be in the Olympics this year, dude.
1: That's rad. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Um, you know, and the Bay area, San Francisco in particular, um, uh, California at writ large is just such a, such an epicenter of skateboarding. Um, you know, you played the Tony Hawk video games, you see San Francisco landmarks because some of, you know, the sport, the sport developed here. Thrasher magazine mm-hmm. is based here, turned 40 this year, I believe, Yeah, uh, by the way. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, skateboarding. I, I'm super jazzed about that. Uh, some people might think it's selling out, but I don't, I don't care. Like that's just super cool. I can't wait to watch, um, skateboarding in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, any instance of, you know, a sport that is fringe or extreme getting legitimacy, I think is cool. You know, when snowboarding, uh, got into the Olympics, I think in 1998, that was awesome. Yeah, it was a while know? ago. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that, uh, skateboarding has come this far in, in fruition. You know, I think the X games are something that sort of were, you know, if not, started in you know in san francisco it definitely has come here a lot you know so it's kind of cool also that the city has that history to go along with how much of the sport was developed here um as well as in southern california Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah
0: well coming
1: up on the podcast
0: veronica Irwin again i'm gonna drop her name because i'm gonna be talking to her about a different story she wrote she doesn't just write about pot guys um (laughs) she helped break this story uh and it's going viral now it is it's everywhere um i think the the verge and gizmodo beat us to it because the people who had this video clip went to them and 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 also to us on embargo but they they the verge and gizmodo kind of beat us to the punch ah well time is a construct the important thing is we beat the chronicle booyah booyah uh <laughs> no, but in uh, in uh Oakland last week, an Alameda County sheriff was uh getting grilled by a group of people uh who were protesting uh, outside a courthouse. Uh th- this group of people um some of them belong to an organization called the Anti-Police Terror Project. They are um a reform-minded organization that, you know, they're, they're, they 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 want to see the police defunded or at least reformed. Um and they got into a conversation. The cell phone came out, and then the cop's cell phone came out, and he played. Well, uh, you'll just have to stay tuned in the next segment to find out what song he played. But um, uh, the 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 artists the artist uh, who 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 wrote this song uh, it rhymes with Baylor Rift. So. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, we'll be right back with Veronica Irwin to talk about this, uh, most ridiculous viral, the, the genius.com, the lyrics website has a blog post about it. That's how viral this thing's gone. So yeah, we'll be right back to talk about the latest instance of, uh, police trying to cynically shut down, uh, people from, uh, watching them cop watchers. Welcome back. We are joined now by Veronica Irwin, SF Weekly contributor and author of the story "East Bay Cop Hides Behind T Swift." It's online now, and it's going to be in next week's print edition, unless something else huge happens and bumps it out of the way. <laughs> um, because this is uh, turning into a pretty big story. Um, an Alameda County police officer tried to shut down some cop watchers with, of all things, blank space by taylor swift (laughs) and veronica wrote the story she talked to uh someone uh some folks at the anti-police terror project um who were the ones that got us the clip in the first place so so i'm gonna stop talking and i'm just gonna let let veronica explain like why are we why was this cop playing this taylor swift song what's going on here
2: totally and and thank you for for having me on um i think it's probably best to kind of backtrack to the first time this tactic went viral in February of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I had heard about it before 2021, and so did the source that I spoke to at the Anti-Police Terror Project. Um, But in February, a video went viral of this Beverly Kills cop, Beverly Hills Cop, um, <laughs> exactly. Great, um,
0: great movie franchise. So sorry, I had <laughs> I had to say that. Okay,
2: it's all it's all ridiculous. Um, <laughs> he was wearing a thin blue line mask, so he was yeah. being filmed already for just yeah. the fact that he was wearing that mask. Um, by this guy that's pretty famous on on Instagram for taking cop watch videos. Um, and he, without any explanation, just whipped his phone out and started playing "Santa Rhea by Sublime. <laughs> Which is just funny in general. Um, But it was after that video kind of started to go viral that people put two and two together that, oh, this is a tactic that theoretically, by playing a pop song over a cop watch video, AI tools on social media platforms and YouTube would hopefully flag the video for a copyright violation and take it down. Um, They have very like, Aggressive kind of bots on their different on different apps um, that can take down take down content that it identifies. In this video, um, this was an incident that happened last Tuesday, where it was a deputy sergeant um, from the Alameda County Sheriff's Department. He did the same thing. He was in an altercation, very calm altercation. It was a dispute over the placement of anti police terror projects banners outside the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Um, And they started filming him because they thought he was just being a jerk and just being a nuisance and and bothering them, basically, kind of harassing them. And he whipped out his phone and started playing Blank Space by Taylor Swift and explained, fully thinking he's doing nothing wrong, (laughs) fully explained on the video that I am playing this because I know that your video can't get shared on YouTube. He says Mm -hmm. it twice in the video. He fully turns to the video. He shows his (laughs) name. He confirms that, yes, I am a deputy sergeant. Like, yes, I am leading this group of police officers. I am in a position of authority. And that is why I am doing this. And maybe this would be a good point to interject.
0: (laughs) This is a good point to interject that, like, I, I wasn't even planning to talk about this on the podcast today. I was planning on talking about something else with another writer. And, well, that writer is unable to join me today. So that's part of it. But the other thing was, like, at about noon today i realized that the washington post not just the chronicle and sf gate uh, had this story the washington post had this story the verge had this story the bbc had this story <laughs> <laughs> Va- variety had this story the blog on genius.com which uh-huh. is if you don't know what that is that's a, that's like a site that that posts lyrics to pop song to all songs basically everybody is is this is truly viral it's truly viral at this point (laughs) and um so and it's still on youtube i believe right so Mm -hmm. it didn't work um so yeah so keep please keep keep going um
2: i mean i think when a video is this viral if it was ever flagged i'm sure it got to a human being with eyes looking at the video and it's very clear that it's not oh the anti-police terror project is trying to play their own version of blank space and like make royalties off the ad checks. Like it's just clearly not that kind of video. Yes. Um, And yeah, I think it's just way too viral. It's also, I mean, the Beverly Hills cop didn't say anything and every, it was all speculation about what he was trying to do by playing a pop song. Ah, that's a good point. This cop actually turned to the video and fully explained it point blank, clearly thinking he's like not understanding why it would be so upsetting and cynical to block someone from filming you. Like, Us as civilians have every right to film police officers. And if they are doing their job, they should have no fear of being filmed. And he just like, all of that was lost on him. Like he just clearly didn't think anything was wrong with it. And that's kind of why the video is... I mean, it's a serious, it's cynical thing, but it's pretty dang funny. Also, I mean, like, I I write in the, I don't know if this is just my second grader humor, but I write in the article, he looks like he's maybe like six foot something. He's a big burly guy. Yeah. (laughs) And the fact that he pulled this out with a single click, like he clearly had it queued up on his phone.
0: (laughs) It seems like it, doesn't it? (laughs)
2: He he touches his screen once. He just clicks play. He was ready to do this. It's just fun. He's so excited to do it.
0: It makes me wonder too, like, you know, and now this is getting speculative again, but like, uh, so much has been discussed this year in with the defund movement. Um, I think, I would hope that sort of no matter where you come from, I know that some people would defend the police, no matter what. But I think that's part of the problem, right? That like, that there's this culture in our country where like, the police just like, they they stick up for each other no matter what and like there's this you know it breeds this idea of like imperviousness of of lawlessness we can do whatever we want and um yeah like you said he was just so sure that this was going to be fine and like what what he was saying was like i am trying to prevent you from being able to hold me accountable uh-huh like and he was like smiling about it and being like yeah this is going to work
2: Oh, he's gonna... mocking them in it. Like, if you read the subtitles, he fully turns to the guys like, I'm listening to music. Do you listen to music? Like, he starts off mocking them before he admits what his tactic is. Like, he clearly... Mm. It's, it, I mean, just, yeah. Sorry to yeah. interrupt, but it's just no. the uh, brazenness of it that's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, and of course, uh, you know, there's there's some there's some sort of interesting parallels to be had about these two different song choices. They're both kind of they're just so they're just so weird like santeria is just very uh, sublime is is you know i it's a guilty pleasure for me but like i understand that sublime is like a very fratty right like it's like that's like a that's 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 like top top 10 frat boy party like playlist fodder and then taylor swift of course um you know and not that the cop was trying to do any of this and not it's not any of Taylor's it's not Taylor Swift's fault that these people adopted her and held her up, but you point out in the article, because we're getting we're having a little fun with it. Uh Taylor Swift has was upheld at one point for being like an Aryan goddess by neo-Nazis. So like <laughs> these cops are kinda like oh for two uh in choosing like song like uh um it didn't uh they could have chose cooler songs is what I'm saying.
2: They uh, could have chose cooler songs and they could have just been I mean just it, yeah. like there's a, just a stunning lack of self-awareness about the whole thing. Like there's no way that you can possibly think that video is not going to be funny when you like pull out <laughs> blank space so eagerly. It's just uh... it's just I mean like yeah and and I do want to say I mean So the the person I spoke to um, is James Birch. He's the policy director for the Anti-Police Terror Project. Um, And he is the individual who's talking to the police officer in the video for Mm anyone who goes uh, to watch it after this. Um, He thought it was very funny, too. There were multiple times when I was speaking to him where we were both just kind of giggling about the situation. He can't (laughs) help it. Um, But he did kind of halt our conversation at a certain point and elevate that this was a very serious uh, day. Uh, They were all listening outside this courthouse. It was anti-police terror project was there in collaboration with a group called justice for Steven Taylor. Mm -hmm. Stephen Taylor was shot by a police officer by San Leandro police officer in 2020. And that case is ongoing. Um, The police officer is now a former police officer and is getting charged for manslaughter. And I mean, they were basically James was saying that this, the family of Steven Taylor and his friends were within earshot of this, and they were trying really hard to listen to audio that they were live streaming out of the courthouse. And the fact that the police officer came over and started bothering them in the first place was making it even more difficult for everybody to hear. Everybody was already straining to hear. And so they Mm -hmm. were trying to get him to go away and just shut up and trying to get that conversation to move further away. Um, and then on top of that, he starts playing Taylor Swift and he's like, yeah, it's funny. I mean, James was saying, yeah, it's funny in retrospect, but at the time that was just so sick. And he's like, yeah, Taylor's family saw all this or like it's very, they probably yeah, like, saw this. He's like, I don't know how much they were paying attention. They were focused mm-hmm. on other things, but they were within earshot and they were right there. And so it's yeah. worthwhile to kind of pause for for that as well, I think.
0: I think so. And, and 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 I mean I think I kind of already touched on this but maybe ci- circling back. It's just a very I guess it's very glib. It's very you know, it's um there's a word for it in uh sort of the, the legal academia of like it's it's a, a chilling effect. Um although mm-hmm. I don't know if this has a chilling but I mean he was trying to he was trying to stop people from being able to do what citizens of this country should have every right to do, which is if mm-hmm. you're interacting with a police officer should be able to film that police officer um, because because you just should. That's just – that's the way it works. That's how we know um, about
2: George Floyd. I mean if we want yeah, to get really how, serious about it. Like the, exactly. It's that's how we know about important. Rodney King.
0: That's how we know about Soma. I mean yeah. this whole past year, um, in the aftermath of the George Floyd protests, I was at one in San Jose that was one of the nastier ones in the Bay Area. Um, a guy lost his eye. I I know now that that I remember when that happened. It happened right in front of me. I well I don't know if he got shot right in front of me, but he got hit with a rubber bullet, and he was like on the curb, bleeding from his eye profusely. I remember thinking in the aftermath that looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Then a year later, I he you know I find out that that guy and his family have sued the San Jose Police Department, um, because he lost his eye. And mm-hmm. in in the aftermath of that that what I realized I guess as full disclosure here as like just a a white dude who in the past has been like, I don't know. I think the white, the police are usually there to protect us. I saw that with my own eyes. And then Mm -hmm. I saw video after video, after video, after video that were worse Mm -hmm. of cops, just like opening up on protesters. Thankfully not with live route, not with metal, not with lead bullets, but rubber bullets, bullets, pepper bullets, pepper spray, tear gas, sometimes very glibly and defiantly, like I was saying. And I'm not the only one who saw that. Like all of America Mm -hmm. saw that all of the world saw that. And I feel like this, you know, while it's not the cop pulling out his taser on the anti-police terror project and and the family um, of the the young man who was killed, um, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's in the same vein. It's like, they're just trying to shut this protest down
2: mm-hmm.
0: by any means necessary. And its it seems like, you know, you're not learning. That's why everyone was out in the streets. I'm not expressing myself as clearly as I...
2: No, I mean, exactly. And it was... That's... I mean, <laughs> it became apparent that this cop is one of... Is part of the minority and that he was tone deaf to that, I guess, in the situation. I mean, just... The quote in our article, um, I, I'm not going to be able to quote it directly. I don't have the article in front of me, but like the press officer was kind of embarrassed. I think when I spoke to him, he was. I just emailed him saying I have a video of one of your officers because I wanted him to call me and actually get on the phone with me. Yeah. Um, and and I explained what the video was, and he was just like very much asserting that that is not their policy, that it would never be their policy. And for him, I mean, he went so far as to say that he's like, I don't think it's written anywhere in our policy that you can't do that. He's like, but that is obviously in contradiction with our code of conduct, which is supposed to advocate professionalism and protecting the law. And he's like, you are legally protected to film a police officer. You know, I mean, he.
0: That was refreshing. That was refreshing to read, and I'm glad you I'm right. glad you brought that up too. That's that's at the very end of the story. We have um, Sergeant Ray Kelly, public information officer for the Alameda County Sheriff's, and he's like, "Yeah, um, that's not the quote. Is that's not our tactic. That's not something we do. That's not how we conduct business. And as a matter of fact, if this goes public." and it's gone public, <laughs> we, <laughs> we will make sure that people do not engage in that, um, end quote. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know um, what the future holds for um, this guy. What is his name? I'm scrolling back up in the story. Sergeant Shelby. Don't know what the future holds for him. He might have been close to retirement anyway, judging by, you know, what I'm guessing his hair. age is. <laughs> yeah, but. Um,
2: he doesn't look that old.
0: Yeah, no, he's not ancient. I'm not trying to engage in ageism here. I'm just saying no. like, you know, he might be near near the end of his his tenure anyway. Um, but who knows? Uh yeah. Um this thing absolutely has blown up. I'm positive that, you know, it's going to get spun out tonight on all the on all the cable news programs and you know, God knows what Tucker Carlson's going to have to say, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um and, you know, You almost heard it here first. I just want to say, good job to Veronica. Um, Thank you for all the hard work.
2: They contacted you, Nick. You and you put me on the story. So thank you for putting me on the story. (laughs) They did. They
0: did. And um, and thanks thanks to them for um, thinking of us. I guess you know uh,
2: them being the anti police terror project.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that says about us. I guess we're the.
2: (laughs) They emailed us. (laughs) We're We're
0: the go to. We're the go to for you know. Yeah, Tucker would have a field day with that, too. But hey, I
2: think judging by how many local outlets covered it, I don't think we were the only ones. that They come to us because they know they
0: know that we're going to tell it like it is. That's why they come to us. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it (laughs) anyway. um, Yeah. So that's the story. Again, uh, the headline is East Bay Cop hides behind T-Swift. An Alameda County police officer tried to silence cop watchers with blank space, but he couldn't shake them off. (laughs) <laughs> there's a few, there's a few more T Swift jokes in there for all the Swifties. All right, um, I guess that's it. Um, thanks so much
2: for joining us today, Veronica. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into this week's edition of the SF Weekly podcast. The episode was produced by me. Nick Baronin. My inimitable co-host is Kevin Hume. Our audio engineer is Mike Hugemore. For more hot takes, deep dives, and alternative views on San Francisco news, subscribe to our podcast. Pick up a free copy of the paper on newsstands or hit us up online at sfweekly.com. Hasta luego.